Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we'll get the story of how Kim Harvey started Kim's Key Lime Cookies. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana-owned, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Find local at indianaowned.com. Kim, thank you so much for joining us in the All Indiana Podcast Network studio. It's great to see you. Thank you. Good to see you. You brought some amazing treats, too. I already snuck a cookie. I'm not going to lie. But (laughs) tell us what you have here. Describe for our listeners what you brought today. So today I brought my signature items. Of course, my key lime cookies dusted in powdered sugar, my key lime cookies dipped in white chocolate. And then along the years, I added other goodies that, you know, everybody likes. They don't have to have a specific niche for key lime. So fudgy brownies, chocolate chip cookies. I have a full line of specialty breads now, lemon bread, banana, blueberry. Mm. <laughs> All the classics, yeah. the good ones. Is there something you like making more than others? Well, What's your favorite? You know, uh, I started the company in 1994, and uh, the key lime cookies are my signature item. They're my baby. So I love the key lime cookies. And the first item was the key lime cookies dusted in powdered sugar. And then I decided to also make a version dipped in the white chocolate because I personally love white chocolate. Mm -hmm. So key lime pairs with white chocolate, I think, better than a milk chocolate. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy the key lime cookies, making those. But, you know, everything is fun. Um, My grandmother baked, my mother my sister, so it's in the blood. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to do this when you grew up, or what did you want to be when no, you were little? Um, an entrepreneur. You know, when I was like four years old, I was out selling rocks that I painted. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Seriously, and yeah. my neighbors would buy them. You know, oh how my gosh, sweet that's is adorable. that? So I was just waiting to sell anything I could, I think. But um, when I went to college, I went to IU in Bloomington. I knew that I wanted to put products on the market. And after I got out of college, Uh, Just one day, it struck me that I'm loving to make key lime pie. Mm -hmm. If I took the key lime and put it in the form of a cookie, wow. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I immediately just saw them in department stores. And so that's what I set out to do, and I did. That's fantastic. What what kind of courage did you need to Go out on your own so quickly. Anything? You just jump oh, off the no. cliff. Yeah. I'm, I'm courageous. <laughs> I never need the courage. Um, but my mom was wonderful. We had just lost my father. Um, he died unexpectedly. And I was just putting the cookies on the market. So my mom flew out to San Francisco with me. Um, and we did the International Fancy Food Show at the Moscone Center. And I was the new kid on the block. And by the way, for those who don't know, the um, Fancy Food Show is the largest food show in the world. Wow. It's the, you you pay a lot of money to be in it. You mm-hmm. have to be selected. You have to be reviewed. You can't just be in this show. Mm-hmm. And it is not open to the public. It is just open to buyers. How did you find out about the show? Well, I had done a lot of research about where I wanted to be, and I knew that trade shows were, you know, they were the thing. Mm-hmm. That's where you got discovered. And uh, so that was my first show, and I was discovered by Nordstrom and uh, by Macy's. Mm-hmm. So my first orders actually went to Nordstrom in L.A., 
and up the west coast of the U.S., and then into Macy's in their flagship store in New York City. Wow. I know. It what was, was that like for you? Oh, it was thrilling. It was thrilling. And so it's funny. So many people said to me, well, oh, my gosh, you know, shouldn't you have started at the bottom and worked your way up? And I've always laughed at that and said, why? Mm-hmm. Why start at the bottom when you can start at the top and then go backwards? Why not go for the gusto first? So that's always been my philosophy. So what was that? experience like for you? I mean, that was a that was a big jump. It was great. It was great. I mean, you know, we just jumped right into baking. I had already had my packaging designed and developed, so I had it in stock. And uh, I had a bakery where we were baking. I do not own a bakery, but I subcontract. And I have various locations that can bake in different capacities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's always been a blessing to me. Yeah. What was it like for you the first time you saw your product on the shelf in one of those stores? It's very exciting. You know, it's a good feeling of accomplishment. You know that you did things right for the Nordstrom buyer to come into my booth in San Francisco and say to me, oh, you did your homework. You did your homework. It smells just like key lime. The aroma is perfect. The packaging is great. Those are great things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, this this one here is the key lime, correct? Yes. Can I try that? Yes, well, please. Wanna, oh, can I try please. it? Oh my gosh, there's two of them. I'm probably going to eat both of them. <laughs> please so, try it. So they're like little Mexican wedding cakes. Is like they're what I similar. think of off the top of my head when you just look at it. That's what it makes me think of. They are the similar foundation to that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So describe this cookie a little bit more while I'm eating it, and then I'll just yeah. make awkward so- noises <laughs> while you do that. <laughs> the cookies are fairly mm. small, two to three bites, okay? And um, they're just a little crunchy. Mm. There are no nuts in them because I didn't want anybody to be allergic to them. Mm -hmm. There's actually no milk and Mm. no eggs. So a lot of people really like that fact that there are no milk, there is no milk, Mm -hmm. and there are no eggs in the cookie. Well, that opens up a whole new category of customer, too. It really does. So the cookie is very simple in nature. Mm -hmm. And then my IP, my intellectual property... Mm -hmm is my, how I put the key lime and what kind of key lime I use and how it makes the cookie so refreshing and so delicious. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, as soon as it hit my tongue, it tasted like I was taking a bite of key lime pie. Oh, good. Thank you. It's so good. I'm going to (laughs) just lick my fingers right now. Don't mind me. I mean, Kim's the only one that can see me, but this is what I'm doing right now because it's so good. That's how it's supposed to taste, just like a key lime pie. That's what it tastes like. Good. And I'm glad you said two or three bites because I almost popped the whole thing in my mouth, which (laughs) if you get kind of in that shock, you may have sucked up some powder. So I'm going to warn you against that. Take at least two bites of the cookie. Exactly. Can I go ahead and eat uh, one of these brownies while we're here too? Oh, yes. So what made you want to branch out? So, you know, again, it was wonderful to fill that niche of the Mm -hmm. key lime. And I did that for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, you know, I'd like to be one-stop shopping for not only the retail trade, not only the department stores mm-hmm. and the airports that were buying from me, mm-hmm. but for every consumer nationwide. So everybody loves chocolate. Most people like chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so brownies are a big favorite. And chocolate chip cookies, that's Which the, number, mm-hmm. the number one favorite cookie in mm. America. Mm. So my chocolate chip cookies are a real soft batch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're real soft. And the brownies, you know, 
they almost disintegrate when you pick them up. They're yeah. so fudgy. Oh, they're so fudgy. That's the word, fudgy. <laughs> they're fudgy. I should have brought some yeah. water in here with me. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to go to break here because yeah. <laughs> everything's so moist and delicious. Thank you. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Oh, my you. goodness. I might eat another little bite of this. Oh, please uh, do. Key lime cookie. So yeah. the other thing is the packaging. I, it's important for me to let people know, and you want people to know, that um, as a consumer, you can buy a gift bag. It's a, an adorable gift, you know, mm-hmm. for your daughter who's in college or the grandmother who's maybe at home alone and she just wants a little gift, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for a teacher or for a housewarming gift. But we also have the bakery box, which is nice for sharing. And then we can custom and private label, which mm-hmm. I've done for a number of people. Uh, so if you've got a corporation or you're having an event, um, we can take your logo and your name and put it on the label and make it your own. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I'm, I don't know, I just feel really blessed that I get to eat all of this right now. <laughs> Not going to lie. It's for you. Not going <laughs> to lie. Kim, what motivates you to keep doing this? I have a lot of energy. It's hard to turn (laughs) me off at night. It really is. But I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Baking is a feel-good thing. It is. It's like an artist painting Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, somebody doing a sporting event. It is an art. It's a blessing. It's a release. It feels good. And I like making other people happy. And I think that good food makes people happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Coming up, the challenges and successes Kim has had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Local Matters is brought to you by IndianaOwned.com, where you'll find our members that are business owners who want you to know that they live here, work here, and play here. They're the business owners donating food to shelters, sponsoring the Little League teams, and employing hundreds of thousands of people in our state. Every business on IndianaOwned.com falls into one of two categories. They're either an original, meaning the company is Indiana-owned and operated, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain, Or they are a franchise friend, meaning the franchise is Indiana-owned and operated, the owner lives here in Indiana, and is engaged in our community. When you see the Indiana-owned badge, you know you are supporting a local business. And we like to make shopping simple for you as well at our sister company, Indiana.Gifts. Every product you see on there, from the coffee mug to the scarf to the candle, is made by an Indiana-owned company. Take your picks. Send a gift to yourself or send it to a friend and know that you are supporting local along the way. We want to thank you for supporting local too. Use the discount code LOVELOCAL at checkout and we'll give you 10% off just to say thank you. We've been chatting with Kim Harvey of Kim's Key Lime Cookies, who started her business in 1994. Kim, what has been the hardest part about being a business owner? The hardest thing is honestly for this business is that this is a good thing. I was too busy. I actually had to not do everything that was coming at me. Like I got an order from Steinmart nationwide, which is beautiful. But then I had an inquiry from Tuesday morning. I could not do both at the same time Mm -hmm. because um, on the back end, it takes a lot of time doing their EDI and What's EDI for those that are not familiar? Yeah, electronic distribution. And you have to integrate it into your own computer, and it's costly. You have mm-hmm. to pay for it, and then you have to work it in. You have to learn it. There's training, and you have to work into it every single day while you're working on the order as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of barcoding, um, just a lot of details. To get this order perfect, 
and get it out to stores in LA or get it into Texas or down to Florida or into Boston. And I loved it, and my mother was a big help to me. Bless her heart. I lost her six years ago, but she was a big help to me. Um, so honestly, for me, it was just that there was a lot coming in all at one time, mm-hmm. and I kind of had to decide which one I was doing next. Well, and it's hard to say no. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So yes. What made you be okay with that? I had to. I had to. You know, you've got to still love what you're doing. I never wanted to hate what I was doing. Uh, just like now, I do not work after 6 p.m. at night anymore. I used to. I'd work until 10 and 11, and I had to have a long talk with myself and tell myself, uh-uh, nope, mm-mm. There are other things that I've got to work on and take a deep breath and enjoy and laugh so that I'm 100% tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. So I had to train myself with these things, and I had to be okay with that. Do you run into a lot of entrepreneurs who don't put that boundary up? Oh, yes. And, you know, I never interfere and say anything, but I only wish that people will, before it's too late in their life, take a step back and remember, take that deep breath, you know, leave your evenings for whatever it is that you love or you need to do and uh, give it all you've got from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., but take your weekends, take your nights if you can and be embracing what else you love and need in your life. I'd love to hear that. There was a YouTube video we, I watched the other day with Lance, my husband, and it was about how we have this misconception of working hard instead of working with joy. Yeah. Right? We're taught to study hard. Why? That's miserable. But if you mm-hmm. learn to enjoy studying because you learn to love learning, it doesn't become work anymore. Exactly. And to see your face light up when you talk about these products and when you share your experience. And I know you said you don't butt into other people, but you're leading by example, right? I mean, there's a lot of things that you do because we haven't gotten into them on this podcast, but you have a nonprofit. You do concert promotion. There's a lot going on. So to be able to put up that boundary is huge. And is that something you would have done differently sooner, knowing what you know now? Yes, absolutely. I would have. I wouldn't have spent the last 10 to 15 of those years working until 9 and 10 o'clock every night. I would not have done it. But at least I learned and Mm -hmm. I pulled back and it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's the most rewarding part about being a business owner? Oh my gosh. Well, for me, it's the freedom. Um, I have very strong willpower. I'm very structured. I don't think that any, if I had a boss, I don't think any boss could work harder than what I do. Mm -hmm. Honestly. You know, um, I work out of my home, out of my office, on my computer and my phone when I'm not in the bakery. And I can tell you, Mel, I do not get up from my desk and do anything other than work for hours. Mm -hmm. So I'm very dedicated. I'm very focused. And I get it done. What's your secret to the focus part? (laughs) I just, you know. My favorite color is shiny, so I'm very curious right now. (laughs) You know, I make a list every Monday morning, and it's a long list. And uh, I give myself the whole week to do it. And each day, I look at my accomplishments on paper, and I check mark each thing that I did. And it tells me then what I have for the next day and the next day. And it's a huge feeling of accomplishment. 
and I don't want to end my week on Friday until they're all checkmarked and I can smile at myself and feel good about what I did. What would you tell others that want to start their own business? What do you want them to know? A couple of things. If you're not a business person, make sure that you pull a business person into your circle. And I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. But if you're not a business person, you might be one of those people that does fail in the first one to three years, which is the statistic. I've been doing this for 27 years. And as you mentioned, I own other businesses as well. So I juggle all of these things every single day. Um, So get a business person in with you and just be ready. It's just like when you remodel your home and you say, okay, I've got $50,000 to remodel it. Well, in essence, you need $75,000 because you're going to run into problems. It's the same thing being a business owner. It's great to have all these goals and to then have a budget, but you are going to have all these added things that you weren't expecting. So don't let them be a surprise to you. Just be realistic with your goals. Yeah. That's huge. That's really, really, really smart advice. Thank you for saying that, and we have it documented now (laughs) on Local Matters. Kim, why does supporting local and being known as Indiana-owned matter to you? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so proud of being from Indiana. You know, I love Indiana. I love traveling, and I love being in other areas of the country and the Caribbean, but I love Indiana. We're the home of the Indianapolis 500. You know, we've got the Colts and the Pacers and um, the Children's Museum and Connor Prairie and so many things that I personally am. I'm so proud of that. And uh, so I just hope that people realize, you know, when they're buying from people that are from Indiana, that means a lot to us as a business owner, as it does to our sporting teams and our theater and our arts. We should all be supporting each other. You said it best. I can't really say it differently. It's like you just took the words right out of my (laughs) mouth. I love it. And this is why you are such a great Indiana-owned member. Oh, thank you. Kim, besides IndianaOwned.com, where can we find out more about you and how can we support your business? Oh, thank you so much. Obviously, on my website, Kim'sKeelimCookies.com, I'm very active on Instagram. So anytime I'm running a special or you want to see what I'm doing, jump on there. Uh, I post on Twitter. Um, You know, Indiana Grown, Market Wagon. Those people are so good to me. I've been partnered with them for a long time. So, you know, working with you and now Indiana Gifts and Indiana Grown and Market Wagon, it's a really beautiful picture, I think, for all of us working together. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Well, thanks for mentioning Indiana Gifts, too. Yeah. We're excited to have your products up there. And we'll be having more of Kim's stuff coming soon, too. So, Kim Harvey, thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. And thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana-owned and Indiana.gifts. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why Local Matters at Indiana-owned.com. And if you're an Indiana business owner, join our community at Indiana-owned.com slash apply. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana-owned. Distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Find local now at indianaowned.com.